sometimes in life it doesn't always work out. And I know a year ago for a lot of you it didn't work out. It was disappointing, it was hard, it was a tough year. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes you get knocked down. But the question I have for you, are you gonna let that moment define you? Or are you gonna say, you know what, it's disappointing, it hurts and I really don't like it, but I'm gonna be the first one back up because I'm not letting that one moment define me. Welcome to the Inspire Preaching Podcast. I am your host, Douglas Boyd, and we want to encourage you to rise higher, to dig deeper, and to go farther in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, and above all, to never, ever give up, but to keep moving forward in the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Inspire Preaching Podcast. I'm your host, Douglas Boyd. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. How are you digging this jam? Isn't this awesome? Again, thank you so much for joining us. We want you to know tonight that you are a blessing to us. And if this podcast has been a blessing to you, please consider subscribing to it. And then take it a step further and invite your family and your friends to be part of our podcast family. We've got a great Bible study for you today. We are talking about this question, are you in Christ? Let's jump into it tonight. Are you in Christ? And it's a question that we all need to answer. Are you in Christ? Let's go to the word right now, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I have a question for you today. Are you in Christ? I'm not asking you, do you attend church services? Anyone can do that. The devil can do that. I'm not asking you, do you think that you are a Christian? I'm asking you today, are you in Christ? Let's talk about it today on the Inspired Preaching Podcast. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you today. Give us ears to hear your word and a heart to receive it. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Transform us today by your word. Change us, Lord, by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. To be in Christ is one way of describing what it means to be a Christian. Those who are in Christ are are spiritually united to and identified with Christ and thusly you get all the blessings the benefits obtained by Christ what he did at Calvary belongs to the child of God but you must be in Christ many people say that they are Christians but saying it and doing it is another thing the Lord is challenging us tonight through the Word of God and he is saying emphatically we must be in Christ 
If you are in Christ, one thing it means is that you have repented. That means you changed your mind about God. You turned around and headed towards God, obeying the gospel. You turned to him for salvation through the cross, through the blood of Jesus Christ. Many people don't really talk about the blood in church anymore. You know, in a lot of churches, it's too gory of a subject. But my friends, it is the only pathway to salvation. The only pathway to salvation is through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. There is no remission of sins, the Bible says, without the shedding of blood. Jesus Christ shed his blood so that you could be saved. Our verse said that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. In Christ. Are you in Christ today? To be in Christ means that you are telling the world, or at least you should be telling the world, that Jesus Christ is not only your Savior, but he is your Lord. I'm going to be honest today. I'm just going to be flat honest. I've seen so many people over the last few years come to church, attend services for the wrong reasons. I have seen people come because someone was coming that they were interested in, Then when that person was not at church any longer, the other person completely lost interest in the things of God and attending services. I have seen people come and act religious in order to save their marriage or their relationship. Folks, that's the wrong reason to to attend services. I've actually seen people buy luxury cars to attend what they called a money church because doctors and lawyers and people... You know, highfalutin people were going to that assembly and they wanted to look good in front of the rich people. All of those things in the big scope of things are meaningless. They are superficial. Are you in Christ? Is he the Lord of your life? Is he number one? Let's look at a popular lie that gets told about being in Christ. I've heard many people say to young Christians, God doesn't require anything of you. You just get saved. You enjoy the ride. No, my friends, God requires everything of you. And people are going to automatically say, oh, 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 he's, he's preaching legalism. He's preaching legalism. No, I'm not. I'm preaching grace. And in grace, it says you must be in Christ. Are you in Christ today? To be in Christ means that we die. We die so we can live unto Christ. Being in Christ requires that you die to self. Don't shout me down while I'm preaching good. If you are not willing to deny yourself, you can't be a Christian. You must love Jesus Christ more than your mom, dad, more than your own life. You must be willing to die for Christ. It is either you being a slave to sin or you are a slave to Christ. Accepting Christ will cost you an easy life. It's just the truth. Now, when I say you have to love Jesus more than your family, you can only be the kind of father that you need to be if you're in Christ. That's why Christ must be put first. You can only be the kind of mother that you need to be if you are in Christ. You can only be the uh, the kind of child of God you need to be if you're in Christ. Ephesians chapter 4, 22 through 24 says... You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, 
which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 and verse 21. I have been crucified with Christ. means we die, folks. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life that I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Our attitudes, our passions, our lusts, our selfish way of thinking must die so he can live through us. In the first century, if you just said the word crucify or crucifixion, people's heads turned. It was the most cruel way to die, and people did not like to talk about it. And yet, Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. This was language that got the attention of those that heard him. And Jesus says something to us tonight very similar. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 through 26. Then Jesus told the disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Verse 25. For whosoever would save his life shall lose it, but whosoever loses his life for my sake shall find it. For what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what should a man give in exchange for his soul? Folks, in our Christian walk, it's not about my will. It's not about my will anymore. It's not about your will. God is calling us to humble ourselves before him and say, Lord, thy will be done. Christ wants us to stop justifying the way that we don't really live for him. He wants us to stop justifying the sin that is in our lives. He wants us to be in him. I'm telling you today that if we will die to self, we will rise so high in the Lord Jesus Christ that it will make your head spin. I want to give you a few teaching points today about this subject. Number one, if you want to be in Christ, Give your body to God. What? God wants my body? God wants your body. He wants it for him and to not be used as an instrument of sin. Romans chapter 12 verse 1. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. What do you think of when you think of worshiping God? Most of the time we think of coming to church, singing three or four songs, lifting our hands, and that to us is our worship. But our worship is so much more than that. Worship is letting the Lord Jesus Christ be your Lord so much, so much to the point that you are willing to give him all of you. That means not intentionally living in sin. That means no sex before marriage. If you are married, you're allowed to scream like a monkey and swing from the chandeliers. But if you're not married, God says that that bed of marriage is holy and it's sanctified and it's unto God. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, he said. Offering our bodies was Paul's way of explaining that as redeemed people, as saved people, as people who've had the blood applied to our lives, that we surrender back our lives to Jesus Christ in thanksgiving for all he has done. Jesus Christ offered himself once 
once for all, sacrificed for sin, atoned for our sins. There's nothing we can add to that, but we can do one thing. We can give him our bodies. We can be in Christ. I'm telling you today, there is a blessing when you give all of yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever heard people say all sin is the same? No one sin is greater than another sin or, or you know, something similar to that. That's not Bible, folks. Listen to what Paul says about sinning with your body. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 17. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Verse 18. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Verse 19, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? Verse 20, For you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So we see that if we are in Christ, what we do with our bodies is important to God. Paul said to honor God with your body. So number one today, give your body to God. Number two, if you want to be in Christ, the Bible says don't be conformed to this world. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. The King James says don't be conformed to this world. But let God transform you into a new person. By changing the way you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. God's kingdom calls us to put God first, to put others before ourselves, and to walk in honor, respect, and obedience to Him and His ways. But the world calls us to do something different. The world wants us to compromise our faith. There is a worldly system out there that is against the things of God. You know, and there are a lot of things in this world that are not bad things, or you know what I'm saying. But I'm telling you, this world wants to trap us, wants to take our walk with God away from us. First John chapter 2, verse 15 says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. What the Bible is talking about is this worldly system that we live in. The worldly system that we live in is in direct contrast to God and His commands. The world says it's okay to take an innocent life. God says that's murder. The world says it's okay to lust after any and everything. The world says the Bible is just a fictional narrative not to be taken in reality. The world is offended by Christ. The world says lust isn't a bad thing as long as it makes you happy. Do what makes you happy. Well then, when we do those things, a terrible price is going to come later. Folks, this world is not our home. We're only passing through. We can't get attached to what's around us. Number three today, to be in Christ means that you have your mind transformed. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 23 says, Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. He said, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God is concerned about your mind. How do you renew your mind? You do it through several things, the study of God's word and hearing it preached. Paul said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You do it through prayer. You do it through praise and worship. And you do it through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We'll talk about that in a moment. Number four, to be in Christ means to not be led by your emotions. When we started our church four years ago, this one thing has been the biggest battle that we have faced. 
people being led around by their emotions. Folks, your emotions will lie to you. Your emotions will contradict God's will for your life. When we are in Christ, we don't let our emotions lead us. We have self-control. Proverbs 25 and 28 says, A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. I have seen time and time again people at church run off into a job situation without praying about it, run off into a relationship without praying about it, run off into a relationship with a non-believer without praying about it, being led by emotions. No, we've got to have self-control if we are in Christ. Number five today, this is the last point. If you want to be in Christ and remain in Christ, get full of the Holy Spirit and fire. Amen. Get Jesus on the inside. There's a popular teaching that says if you get saved, you get everything God has for you. There's nothing else. Listen to what Acts chapter 2 verse 38 and 39 said. Then Peter said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse 39, for the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Now, in Acts chapter 8, Philip, the persecution was going on, and Philip went down to the city of Samaria, and a huge revival broke out. Now listen to what happened. Acts chapter 8, verse 5, then Philip went down to the city of Samaria, and he preached Christ to them. Folks, People out there don't need our denomination. They don't need our own personal thoughts. They don't need our own personal agendas. They just need us to give them Jesus like Philip did. Verse 6 says, And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did, and there was great joy in that city. Verse 12, But when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. I think we can all agree that these people had come to Jesus Christ. They got saved. They came to Jesus. It says Philip preached Jesus to them. They heeded what he said. There was great joy in that city. When they believed the things that he preached about Jesus, both men and women were baptized. They were now converted. They were Christians. But that's not the end. Verse 14 says, Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. Verse 15, Who, when they came down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Verse 16, For as yet he had fallen upon none of them, they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 17, Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. If they got everything at the moment they believed, why did Simon, Peter, and John have to go all the way to Samaria? Because they didn't have everything, folks. If they got everything the moment they believed, why make this long trip over there to pray for them? I'm asking you to believe this today, to be filled with the Spirit of the living God. Be in Christ. Be all you can be in Jesus Christ. Don't be a churchgoer. Be in Christ. Yeah, go to church too, but don't just sit on a pew. Don't be a pew sitter. Get full of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be in Christ. Sell out to him today. Let him be the Lord of your life. 
Give your body to God. Don't be conformed to this world. Let God transform and renew your mind. Don't be led around by your emotions. Be led by the promises of God and get full of the Holy Ghost and fire. Lord, I just pray for every single person listening today that you would touch their life and that they would be in Christ. They'd be full of your spirit. That you would guide them, lead them, call them, equip them, and put them in this harvest field for your glory. I'll be careful to give you the honor and the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I really do appreciate it. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please consider subscribing and become part of our podcast family. Until next time, may God's greatest and his best be yours in the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you all.